Hello, and hopefully welcome back. I hope you're having a cracking week, and if you're listening to this in real time, i.e. mid-November 2023, that you're hanging in there, white-knuckling it through all the end-of-year gatherings, events, awards, dinners, and family (laughs) get-togethers. This time of the year, to me at least, feels like what I can only imagine the final stages of a marathon must feel like. You can see the finish line and you know you're almost there and you're super proud of how far you've come and what you've achieved, but also you'd give almost anything to just curl up in the gutter with a glass of wine and call it a day. Is it just me? Anyway, the impending New Year aside, This is part two of an in-depth chat I had with Adelaide wedding photographer and colleague Luke of Luke John Photography, all about the six most frequently asked questions for photographers that will impact your wedding day timeline, which of course is a huge component of how well your wedding day will run and how it will feel, not only to you, your fiancé and your family and friends, but also your wedding vendors. And it will directly impact how well they're able to do their job. This episode of the Unbridly Modern Wedding Planning Podcast is supported by the incredible Unbridly ebook, How to Write Wedding Vows That Don't Suck, which is a resource I give my engaged couples as a progressive celebrant and have incrementally improved and built on for over four years now to help you translate your feelings into words to make your fiancé feel on top of the world and super loved. And the best part is the process only takes around 20 minutes and your vows will be unique to you and your relationship and make you feel proud to say them on your big day. To get your instant download PDF copy of the How to Write Vows That Don't Suck ebook, you can go to the link in the show notes of this episode or simply go to unbridely.com forward slash shop. Now, in these two episodes, we are assuming that you are wanting to create the most realistic and fact-based timeline possible that will take into account the season of the year you're getting married in, the different locations you'll be in for your getting ready, first look if you're having one, ceremony and reception, and the time it takes to travel between them, when your ceremony starts, how long that goes for, how many group or family photos you're wanting, what kind of portraits you want, your vendor's professional needs and your desire to participate and interact with your family and friends, maybe have a bite to eat and dance a bit too. Now, Luke is not afraid to have a good old chat and the information that he shared was so useful that I didn't want to just lump it all into one episode and hope that you'll find a spare hour and a bit to listen to it. So I chopped it pretty much straight down the middle and into two parts. And this is part two. If you missed last week's episode or part one of our chat, I'd highly recommend that you jump over to episode 64 and have a listen to that one first because it will give you some solid context and background into this week's answers to these questions. The first one being, how long do family photos and portraits take? What is the best time of day to have your wedding portraits taken? And how long should you book your wedding photographer for on your wedding day? Because you want to know what coverage is. What the hell is coverage? And how much coverage do you need? Let's get stuck into it. 
Unbridely is a community of pro-wedding vendors who believe in freedom and integrity in weddings, giving you options, solutions, tips and tricks to create the experience and memories that you and your fiancé really want and deserve. Because we believe that weddings are a team sport. With how-tos, stories and interviews with recently married couples, we find out what went right and what they'd change if they could go back and do it all over again. I'm Camille and welcome to the Unbridly podcast. Number four, if you like. (laughs) Okay, great. (laughs) So number four is how long do family photos and portraits take? It absolutely depends on uh, how organised we're going to be. And how many people have you got? So I think the longest that I've ever done family photos for is about 45 minutes. And that was with a 160 person or maybe 200 people Asian wedding. And that one had a lot of impromptu uh, photos. So normally before the day, your photographer will probably ask you for a family photo list. So these are the people we want photos with in groups. At that particular wedding, there were a lot of people who were impromptu coming up to the couple oh let's do us in this group and now us in that group and now a whole bunch of other groups that aren't Mm. on your list and sometimes the couple will say no we're not doing that we've got a list and sometimes they'll appease the crowd and yep cool no worries it only take two seconds for me myself i usually just allow about 20 25 minutes to do it i don't really mess around with family photos it's very much everybody in this group this person this person this person get in they get in get close, they get close, now smile, and then we take the photo and then they're out. Honestly, a lot of the people, it takes them longer to get into their group than it does for me to take the photo. And they go, oh, was that it? Yes, that was it. That's all we needed from you, Dave. (laughs) Yes, get out. (laughs) One of the funnier things that happened during family photos is, uh, and I find this time of the day a fascinating experiment in human behaviour, like dads especially, they'll have one photo and then off to the bar, not realising they're in 11 photos. Yeah, they're done. They're done. And then the other one is people who don't know how they're related to you. So let's get all the Robinsons. Yep, Carol, you're a Robinson. What, me? Yeah, I married you. So now my announcement is, um, hello, everyone. We're doing family photos. If you are blood related to, you know, the groom, you are in a photo. If you married someone who is blood related to the groom, you may also be in those photos. <laughs> Step on over this oh, way. See, you're overlooking adoption <laughs> there, mate. You're overlooking surrogacy. Nah, I can see that being a big issue. Would you recommend that a couple, you know, they write their uh, group list, their generally family photos. Sometimes they have like sporting groups or school groups or things like that. Do you think the couple should maybe give their guests a head up, heads up that they are required? I mean, how do you make this a little bit more efficient? How do you foolproof this? I don't think there's a way to foolproof it. Uh, again, it is a fascinating experiment in human behaviour. But, yes, I've seen people give uh, you're in group 16. <laughs> so they've actually given a group number to everybody before the day. That's oh, going, it's like deli numbers. That's, go- that's exactly, nice. Exactly. That's going way out there. I think just having a list ahead of time of the people that you want, having a helper on the day who knows people is good. I've got a really good outside voice, so I can stand there and I can shout out the names of the people, but we can get on the microphone and we can say, Dave, Carol, Sam, you know, Sammy, get over here. But I don't know when those people are ignoring me or or not paying attention. But if you've got a helper there who can spot those people and go, Dave, Matt, (laughs) get over here (laughs) who's you know next in line 
that really helps yeah. to get things flowing along. So a photo captain per like se. A photo captain. I like that, yeah. Yeah, nice. Okay, we, we're definitely going to link the episode with Valentina to the show notes of this one. And if you don't know what a photo captain is, how you choose them, what they're doing, yeah, I'll put the link in the in the show notes here. Yeah. And so how long do family photos take? So the maximum's 45 minutes. <laughs> Look, it depends on how far. You'd hope. I would, I would ask your photographer how long they think we should allow. And, again, there's always buffer time at it because you could just mingle afterwards. But I usually look at how many guests you've got and then I gauge it from there. I very rarely schedule more than 20 minutes for family photos. Oh, that's nice. And then generally on most timelines – you would have family photos and then you duck off for a little while with the couple, right, Luke, and have some nice portraits taken? That's normally the flow of things. If there is time, especially in the summer when you've got this long, drawn-out day, uh, a lot of the time we, we can't allow time for mingling and I'll say, go mingle, 20 minutes, half an hour, an hour, I'll come and get you when, it's, when we're ready for photos. But uh, on a squishier timeline, yes, as soon as hugs and kisses, congratulations, family photos are finished, we're going to shoot off for some uh, photo shoot with the wedding party. Yeah, and how long should they be leaving? How long is that going to take? I know it's how long is a piece of string, but like generally. I wouldn't want less than one hour for all of okay. the wedding party and then a little bit of the couple. That's open to stretching or squashing depending on what other photo shoots we're doing during the night. So I think we're going to get to this a little bit later in the questions, but Last light, golden hour, blue hour, sunset, all same terms for the same time of night. Around sunset, we want to be going out for another photo shoot with just the couple uh, because that's just the most flattering, beautiful, creamy, gorgeous light of the day. It's where you'll see almost every photo on Instagram has been taken by almost any photographer, 90%. Yes. It's just a beautiful time of night. Uh, so sometimes, and depends on the time of year, sometimes the wedding party shoot collides with the last light shoot just by virtue of the time of year. Other times there's four hours in between. To answer the actual question, about an hour for me for the <laughs> wedding party and the couple yep. for that first shoot before the reception. Okay. And, I mean, I'm guessing when you're putting together your timeline for your wedding day, you know, you would start with a rough timeline of where everything should be slotting in and then having a chat with your caterer, having a chat with your makeup artist. I mean, yeah, you said at the start and it's the unbridly motto, weddings are a team sport, but it's really like all these vendors are all having to come together and agree on this one timeline, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. Um, so when I talk to people about starting to look at their timeline, I have to ask them where are they getting ready, what time is their ceremony happening and how long is that going to take. So talk to your celebrant because I have no insight into what you guys have planned for vows and readings, etc. Talk to your venue and your entertainment and your caterer about your reception timeline and then I can try and slot my photo shoots in there because all of those people have more insight into how long does it take them to serve 150 people for the meals you've ordered and clear. And then we have to try, your entertainment has to um, squeeze in all of the speeches that are scheduled and your bouquet tosses and your games if you're having games and all of the other things that you can do in a reception. That all has to fit in around the caterer. Yeah. Food is number one, <laughs> right? We all agree on that, don't we? 
what's life without bread rolls, Luke? Right. Okay. So question number five, and you alluded to it a little bit earlier, what is the best time to have your portraits taken as a newly married couple? Yeah. Best time to have your photos taken. If I think you ask 90% of photographers this question, they're all going to say sunset. And some of them are going to say an hour before sunset, all of that that whole hour. Some of them are going to say, I'm going to say 15 minutes after sunset as well. I schedule my shoots, if I have my preference, 15 minutes before going into 15 minutes after the sunset time. And you can Google the sunset time on your day. If you want to get married on the 1st of January 2028, you can Google it. You can see what time the sun sets in your city and you can figure out what time I might be out there shooting on that day in seven years. You sort of started to touch on it. Why is that time of day so good? Beautiful quality of light. So as the sun starts to set, uh, everything just starts to have this beautiful glow about it. Your shadows are more even. If you walk out into the sun in the middle of the day, all the sun is all overhead and you get all of these shadows. So you get dark eyes, you get shadows underneath your chin and around this sort of area. Anywhere that's overhanging, so all the shadows are very, very harsh because that sun's so intense. But when the sun's setting, it's all on the side and it's coming in this way. So all those shadows get eliminated and, and it just looks really beautiful. We can then position the sun in different places directly in front of you or directly behind you rather than up there. Looks beautiful, gorgeous, smooth look. I feel like it's a natural filter, you know, because the sun is at its closest to you midday, one o'clock directly above you. Like there's nothing less flattering. Yeah, then as the sun sets there, it's further away, it's on that angle. You know, you're picking up those dust particles in the air yeah. that change the colour of the light. Oh, different colours of sunset. Yeah. And, you know, not that necessarily yeah. – I don't like to use the term sunset because I think people get this idea of the actual sun needs to be setting in the background when it's not really that because my absolute favourite yeah. time to shoot at the moment is actually after the sun has gone nine-nights. It is beyond the horizon. Not so. Not that I'm a fashion photographer. Is that the technical that's term? It, that's a technical term. You still haven't written your vows yet, have you? Let me help. In around 20 minutes or so, you can easily write personalised wedding vows unlike anything you've heard before that will make your fiancé feel like the most loved, understood and appreciated person on the planet. The how to write wedding vows that don't suck. <laughs> Instant download. 17 page PDF ebook walks you through a step by step format for your vows. How to find the right words and phrases to describe your feelings and your fiance. How to write that crucial first draft and create your final wedding vows masterpiece. So if you don't know how or even where to start, if you've been Googling your little heart out, or if you've been calling them wedding vows, A-E-I-O-U, this ebook is for you. Included in there are also some bonus secrets for getting the most out of your wedding ceremony. So make sure you download your copy right now and get Write Your Wedding Vows crossed off your to-do list today. The link is in the show notes. Because we're very lucky here in Adelaide. The sun sets over the gulf for us. Correct. So, you know, it, it dips into the water. We have, you know, these spectacular sunsets. But it depends on where you are in the world, you know, whether you're on the east coast of whatever 
country you're in or whether you're on the West Coast. Definitely. Um, but, yeah, so it's just it's that time of day yeah. that we're looking As at. As you say, it does change from venue to venue. We've got venues which are situated inside valleys and you have to account for that. If you want to get that streaky light through the trees and you're going to have to go out earlier because the sun might go away. Uh, but once the sun has set and is gone, there's actually a maybe 20-minute window to half an hour window where the whole sky is still illuminated. There's still a glow to it. Uh, and if you see, you know, fashion photographers um, and commercial photographers, they use giant soft boxes, big white squares to make the flash not so harsh. And that's kind of what the sky is doing at the time. It's just nice, soft light, which is all diffused, all smoothed out. And it just puts this beautiful glow onto people and it looks gorgeous. And I love it. So we're timing our portraits around then. And then question number six, Luke. How long should couples book a photographer for on their wedding day? What sort of coverage do they need? Enough time for you to capture everything that's important and not be rushed. That's my opinion of how long you should have your photographer for. Uh, I've done two-hour elopements where the two hours was almost too much and I've done uh, the longest days that we shoot uh, normally around 16 and a half hours. So that starts very early in the morning and goes till midnight, 1 a.m. because they want the full party covered as well as usually a special exit, like a sparkler exit or something similar. You know, something's going on to the end of the night. Uh, A lot of the European cultures have final dances uh, and a lot of cultural festivities that go very late into the night, things like smashing plates, doing shots of uh, liquor off the floor. It's a fabulous time. And the longer you have your photographer, the more obviously they're going to be able to capture, but also the more relaxing you can make that timeline throughout the day. Yeah. So it's going to depend on how long your day is and how much of it you truly value. Because I know that some photographers, they'll take off by nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, won't they? Yeah, definitely. Uh, And that just comes down to what the couple want covered so on my shorter days i very rarely shoot under 10 hours but when i have done six and eight hour days the way that they've arranged that is for a very short prep usually the couple i've dressed when i roll in and we might just play with a bow tie fasten a cuff link take a couple of portraits and i'm out 20 minutes gone uh, off to the next person and then it's their dress as well couple of portraits off to the ceremony. So that really slims down. So as I mentioned earlier, usually Mm. if it's um, groom, bride, an hour at least with the boys, an hour and a half with the girls, say half an hour traveling between, we take that two and a half hour, three hour block and we drill it down to an hour and 15. So that saves people a couple of hours, but you don't usually get to be as relaxed. It's a little bit more rushed. You don't get quite Mm. as much covered. You know, you don't get to see as much of the day when you look back at your photo. And then at the end of the night, the most important thing that they usually want covered is the first dance. So as long as I'm there for the first dance, uh, here I am, dance and dance. That's my South Australian slash Victorian culture. (laughs) Uh, First dance is what they usually want captured. So we try and get them into the reception, make sure we have that last light shoot around sunset. They'll enter the reception, do a cake cut, probably go into a first dance. And then when my time's up, then I'm usually free to go and that I usually want too much more covered than than those festivities. 
Okay. So it's depending on what they're doing and what they value. Mm. But can you talk a little bit to, Luke, the idea of coverage when photographers say it's a six-hour package or it's an eight-hour package, why can't I have you for 15 minutes at my future husband's place and then don't count the time that you drive to my place and 15 minutes with me? Why does that not work? Can you explain that, the idea of coverage? When we talk about coverage and the amount of hours on the wedding day, it's not the amount of hours that you're clicking the button and that you're physically at each site, so they're continuous hours. What time do I start at the first location in the morning? And then that's when the time starts. And then what time, if it's nine hours, nine hours after that would be my departure time. The way my brain works, it's a really fascinating rabbit hole. So when you click the button on a camera and you take a photo, the slowest that you would probably take a photo is one two hundredths of a second. I think I added it up one time that every photo that I took on the wedding day calculates out to something like 11.5 seconds in total actual time. (laughs) Did I really only work for sort of 11 seconds or, you know, am I only (laughs) actually working when I'm physically on site at the correct locations or, you know, Mm. am I actually still working when I'm traveling in between the two places? Sometimes we go to venues and both partners the ceremony and the reception are all on the same site and sometimes each of those four locations is an hour apart if i start at eight o'clock in the morning and we don't get to the ceremony until 2 p.m am i not working during that time it would be i've never i don't think i've ever had anybody object to that although i have seen people talk about people questioning that on the internet before i guess i'd just like people to understand how the majority of photographers structure their time and their packages in that it is a continuous package from the minute that you arrive to the minute that you leave, regardless of travel, regardless of delays or, you know, whatever else is going on. Because as you said, Luke, it's not about clicking the button. It's actually about almost everything else in between more than clicking the button. But that's also, oh, I've got another theory that only 50% of being a great photographer is actually being a good photographer. (laughs) Um, On topic, but I have, when when people want to get into wedding photography and they say, what's it like? I usually say it's actually 70% people management and only 30% actually doing the job of taking photos. Because you are, as a photographer, when in the absence of a coordinator, not on site at a reception, which is half the day, not physically in the ceremony, you are the coordinator of the day because no one else is looking at their watch. No one else knows what to do next. You are running the show. Yeah. You know, if you're if you're not a people person, you're in the wrong, wrong job. And, yeah, if you're an asshole, then <laughs> your photos will never mean shit. It's a whole, it's a whole other um, rabbit hole again to go down that route. But to cover it quickly... You know, you have your bridesmaids or your groomsmen or whoever your closest people are with you on the day as your core group. Your photographer and your videographer are there just as much, if not more, than those people. And if you don't get along with that person, that that guy or girl, you're going to have a weird day. It Mm. makes all the difference when there's someone in there with a bit of personality who can get along, who can have a laugh and hold a conversation as well as take those photos and not just stand in the corner, click, 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 click. You don't want someone that's there that's off-putting 
You want someone that you think you can get along with and that you could spend 8, 12, 16 hours on a day with. Yeah. Well, longer than your future spouse. You you will probably see me on your day longer than your actual husband or wife. Yeah. I, I like that. Okay. So we're letting them shoot. Your photographer. Like, what was it, 11.5 seconds? For, I'm only working Yay. for 11 and a half seconds. And all the rest of the time, they're your I, personal counsellor. I have oh. seen I have seen uh, people being asked to do split shifts. Your example was, uh, you know, you're only driving to the next location, yeah. but I, I have seen it where it's like, can you come for my ceremony for the hour, say 12 to 1, and then come back at 6 p.m. for the reception? And obviously there's a, a, lot, of, a yeah. lot of photographers, including myself, would, would not take that kind of role on, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. But I know there are some that do operate on an hour-by-hour basis. You know, you find them on Craigslist and (laughs) uh, here in Australia on Gumtree. It is is an interesting one to watch. Um, In the wedding industry, there's always your professionals. You've got your people that do it on the side. I did it for many years. And then the people who are trying to crack in and not saying that everyone in that crack-in group is going to do this, but it can be a bit eye-opening when you take on uh, a booking for two years' time and then eventually two years' time rolls around. You're like, oh, did I agree to that two years ago? Yeah, for for $300 to give up 14 hours on the wedding day plus, you know, what, what do you usually calculate for editing, Luke? Is it like double the hours on the wedding day? Uh, Is that how you calculate it? Could, it? Yeah, it could be. All the other work that goes into it from planning to editing to delivering to uploading depends on how long we're going to look at the, mm. the work that goes in. But, yeah, you could say double. Yeah. In two years' time, that's not worth $300. No, and that's, and that's, that's when we do read about it, don't we, on um, Facebook groups saying, oh, I'm only six months out and I can't get hold of my photographer. So, yeah, a little bit of a word of warning there. But – We need to wrap this up, Luke. Do you have any final thoughts on photography and timelines that you can help my listener with? Ask your photographers about helping you with your timeline. They will hopefully help you out um, and give you all of the insight into how long they need for how long it takes them to capture the certain parts of your day. My biggest bits of advice are allow as much buffer time as you can comfortably add in. (laughs) Always allow for roadworks, etc., And those are probably my key takeaways. That's great, Luke. Thank you so much for your candor (laughs) and your insight. You travel, Luke, right, to take photos? I can travel. Yeah, take me anywhere. (laughs) So look Luke up. Where can they find you? Uh, So I'm Luke John Photography everywhere you could possibly look. So LukeJohnPhotography.com. I'm at Luke John Photography on every social platform that exists. And... You'll find me there. Like a good little Gary V disciple. <laughs> got the same handle on every platform. I'm really surprised that, that that handle is free on every platform. Maybe it's the early adopter in me. I don't know. It's very biblical. <laughs> Thank you so much, Luke. Really appreciate your time. Um, go off, go and edit, and we'll catch up with you it's soon. It's a pleasure. Thanks, Cam. That about wraps it up for this episode of the Umbradley Podcast. For the links and resources we mentioned, please head to the show notes. And if you love the show, please review and subscribe on the podcast platform you're on now so you don't miss out on a single episode. Thanks so much for listening. And remember, weddings are a team sport. Catch you soon.